Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. I'm AJ. I'm John A. Um, Brittany isn't in today, but don't worry. She, um, um, oh my god, I thought I had to pause 40 for the prank desk, but I, I can, I can. Hello, Destination 180. Hello, is this AJ? Um, yeah, taking you on a ride. How may I slay you? Funny you ask. I figured I could slay you first, starting from the bottom of your- This is a theme park. Please try TCQ for all that kinky shit. You can ask for Nick. He can show you right where the red room is. Oh, not into kink? Sorry, but if you're not calling a book a tour, passes, or, you know, a party, I can send you to our- Or I can send you to the morgue after I re- Okay, what the fuck was that? I just think somebody just fucking with something like we could just jump right into it. You good? Yeah, I'm good, but you should you you should release Star 69 and figure out who that is. You can still do that? I don't know if you can do that on the cell phone. Can you? Mm, I don't know. We can figure out. But anyway, as I was saying, Brittany is gonna be in today, but she'll be joining us next week when we wrap up our theme. Look, we got shit to do. Hello, destination 180. Cut the shit, bitch. If you dare hang out with me again, I will chop your body into pieces and sprinkle them from the top of the highest roller coaster in the Fugazi ass park. Um, this is for you, Ashley. Hello? AJ speaking. Hey, it's Johnny at Destination 180. We have someone harassing the staff and we need to call Trace ASAP. Good morning. Are you on the phone with this person? Yeah, she's stolen. Hurry. Listen, little bitch. I know you'd like to play games, so now it's your turn. Answer these questions honestly, or else you can say, I'll see you soon, to the survivors for good. Questions? Is this spring? No, that's next week's episode. First question. Name the movie in which one celebrity's death had an entire campaign to market the movie. Um, uh, House of Wax, 2005, Steve Paris died. Nice warm up. Where was Jennifer Check stabbed in the movie Jennifer's Body? Well, I mean, you know, it just depends on who you ask. Answer the question! I'm sorry. Her tit, her heart. Very good. Last one. Admit that Annabelle is better than Chucky. <gasps> oh, Annabelle. And see, Brit- Brittany, see, I, f- I thought you called out. Why was you playing on the goddamn phone? This ain't Brittany, bitch. Say it. I can't. I'm going to give you 30 seconds before I get in there and repaint those fucking walls. Almost. We don't have almost time. Annabelle. Annabelle. Annabelle is better than fucking Chucky. I said for AJ to say it. Tick tock. Girl, you gotta take this one for the scene because um, we're gonna die. We're gonna die. Annabelle is better than. We got it. The call is coming from inside the park. You two need to activate your EAP now. We're sending units over. Get out of there. Time's up. <gasps> go, go. Oh, shucks. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Okay, because here's the thing. I'm not too mad because this was this was a funny little prank. Scary, because you got me there, but 
You was for real with that whole Annabelle is better than Chucky thing? Hell no, that was Brittany. Brittany? Wait a minute. Brittany? She's not here. Think again. You thought a bitch was gonna let that go? You thought I was gonna wow. let that shit ride? Wow. No, ma'am. No. Who the fuck wow. you thought you was messing with? Not a bitch like Brittany. You knew no. here. We can let you go. Oh, okay. What you what you wanna do, Johnny? Oh, ring those bells. <laughs> we can have Darnell, top flight security yeah. of the world, come and escort your ass out. That's why your ass can't ever relate to none of Ashley's damn shit. Oh wow. You always be okay, like, I ain't but I got her back. Oh, like, oh, wait no. <laughs> That's why you can't ever relate. New employee calls. <laughs> 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 no one in the studio can get this shit together i just want to say that was wonderful thank you to our guests for today coco for joining us yeah. as the caller coco you did that right hell yeah when you thank first you. started i was like oh you really do sound like us it's ghost face okay, <laughs> practice i was just i was like oh wait a minute because i knew he was gonna do it but I forgot that you like actually could do it. And then I was just pulled in. I said, oh, I got to get my Parker Posey on real quick. <laughs> Not Parker Posey. <laughs> we are talking about our third movie for our May theme, Call Me Maybe. So call me maybe. Well, every movie this month includes a phone call that shakes the table. We are talking about When a Stranger Calls 2006. Again, Johnny, I'm sorry. I know you want to do the original. I'm sorry. It'll come back. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And then it'll be it's on okay. streaming and then everybody can watch it and stuff. It's okay. It's fine. But while you're waiting, if you haven't seen it, this one is available on Tubi. Did you guys find this one anywhere else by chance? You know, today I didn't look at the extras. You know, normally I look at the extra just to watch more options but yeah. brandon had I, I had already did my little thing and brandon was like oh yeah yeah my boyfriend's here oh yeah congratulations <laughs> congratulations look it was funny because earlier before we started she had like obviously like she was like look and i seen him and my mouth dropped <laughs> i was like oh my gosh <laughs> he came in so quiet i thought she would have like been said something like long time ago he came in on what Friday night so he's been in a couple of days yeah. so but um normally I would look at the watch op now options but he just like was like hey I want to watch it again I was like oh for real yeah. and so me he just pulled it up on Tubi I thought it was on Netflix recently too unless that's gone after I did month. too I definitely thought it was on Netflix and so I that's where you Keith had his watch party when you did it for Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it was on if it was on Netflix, it would have popped up first instead of Tubi. When exactly. Came, it wasn't on there. There's no watch now. Only option you got is Tubi. And what's that thing called? Get me, baby. One more time. Watch now. Or bye. Mm. Rich. Um, I thought you were gonna say freebie. Mm -hmm. Right. Freebie. I've seen that too, and I started to take a screenshot and text you guys. I, so, who is it that changed their name to Freebie? I am TV. Mm -hmm. I was just like, no, I don't want to say that during ratings. <laughs> 
well, talking about things we don't want to talk about, let's go right ahead and get into Park Recommendation. Okay, I'm going to be very, very honest with you guys. I don't know if I'm cheating or not, but I, I think I am, but that's fine. When I was watching this, it just took me back. Anytime I watch a movie from this era, I just think of middle school and me going to the mall movies, seeing one of these horror movies. And my recommendation is just literally any movie that came out between 2003 and 2007. <laughs> because all like they're all not the same, but all the remakes, all of the remakes have literally the same vibe for some reason. Mm-hmm. They're all the same color. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how I feel about that color. <laughs> yes, they are all the same color. All of them just, I mean, it's crazy because we are almost reliving that as adults where things are getting remade and we're like, oh, we remember the original. We've seen the original. Now we know how they felt when we were teenagers and everything was getting remade. So that's all I know. Literally just had this conversation with Brandon about them redoing Jeepers Creepers. They are. I could be forgetting about that. I guess because they don't like, you know, they talk about it, but then they don't talk about it. It's like we don't talk about it. They don't need to make it. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, this one and specifically this one and Prom Night remake, they were hardcore pandering to the teens to mm-hmm. us back then. Like, yeah. that's all any, these two people, everyone wanted to see these two specifically as far as people in my high school and all that. Like, I just remember marketing constantly for it. Always seeing the trailer. I definitely remember seeing the trailer for Prom Night. Um, and then my mom was like, oh, this is a remake. And then, of course, we watched it together. And she said she actually really liked the remake. So. Okay. Okay. I thought you were about <laughs> to say the original. Because no. I just, okay. I got bored. Sunday cleaning means Sunday horror movies. So I just let Tubi do its thing. And I ended up clean watching. So y'all know what that means. I was just walking past and seeing uh Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou, and then the original Prom Night came on. And I kept catching it. Obviously, I stopped to watch Wendy. And I was just like, y'all really like that version. (laughs) I definitely like the remake. I feel like the remake really... Yeah, I didn't. It was... I get get it. It's all all Jamie Lee. That's Mm -hmm. the love for her. I just wanted more. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted more. Because it's like they tell you, when it comes to the movies that came out in the 80s that get remade, and they tell you about those 80s versions or whatever have you version it was, and they sell it to you and you watch it and it's just like not the same effect. For some, not all, not all. But for those, it's just like, I guess it's one of those you have to be there things. You know what I mean? Right. Of course you know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I know, Cody, I agree with you because we've talked about prom night multiple times so Mm -hmm. i'm right here with you on that one i highly agree and you know much like prom night this one gets a lot of flack too yeah yeah and it's as a libra would be i see both sides but i think i'm on the there's nothing wrong with this side Mm -hmm. when you look at it in the long run and we'll talk about it Brittany, you got a park recommendation or no okay go ahead so, are we allowed to do park recommendations for episodes we've already done? 
Okay, so my recommendation would have to be, and we covered this for episode five. So survivors, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, you know, go back and listen. It's going to be 2016's Better Watch Out, because I mean that whole outside the house, inside the house thing. Wait, is that a spoiler? Huh? Is that a spoiler? Not really. Uh, it's, it's broad, but I wouldn't go any further. Any further would probably be a spoiler. Okay. That whole outside the house, inside the, outside the house, inside the house thing. You like that? You should go ahead and watch that. Watch that movie, then go back and listen to us discuss it. Uh, my Parker recommendation is Babysitter Wanted from 2008. And I've never heard of that one. Neither have I. Madden, yeah. that's on my list. It's it looks like it's available on Prime currently. And it's yeah. about a college girl who wants to little get, get some extra coin. So she takes a babysitting job on a farm and she starts getting terrorized throughout the night. Girl, hell no. <laughs> girl, what? <laughs> a farm, no. Hell no, no, no. Uh, don't be acting like y'all ain't watch X. Go ahead and watch Babysitter Wanted. I mean, okay, first it? of all, she hasn't seen it yet. First of all, that's two different things. Babysitting and what they was doing, that's two different things to be you going act on like don't have Also, also, it is a group of adults and a babysitter and some kids. That is two different things, okay? <laughs> if old McDonald, if old McDonald can have a farm, Everything under the sun can happen on a farm. They can have kids and they can have what was going on at X. I'm just saying that shit's possible. Don't stop believing, kids. Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Where are we walking around this point? But survivors, you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter or down in the DMs. So, okay. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> and I start there. I watched it when it came out in Blockbuster with my mother. Um, back then, she told me it was cute, but she preferred the original. Yesterday was Mother's Day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go home, Mom. I got to watch the movie. I got to watch it again. Da-da-da. She said, oh, what you guys watching? And my dad, now he takes a vested interest in what we watch from week to week now. I don't know when this happened, but now he'd be interested. He's not listening. <laughs> he hasn't said that he listened or not, but oh I know that he used to watch my vlogs on YouTube and I posted a vlog and I was in Vegas and he made, called me and made me snatch that shit down. So I don't know if he listens to this or not. But <laughs> yesterday, think I'm a heathen. Y'all heard my voice straight up. Y'all heard my voice straight up change. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's why I don't let my mama know. She be asking about the podcast, and I be like, I'm sorry. Um, I know my mom and dad don't have Apple, and my mom don't have, like, no streaming anything. No, my dad, he may or may not have Pandora, Spotify, whatever. I don't know, because he just be here. He got TikTok, and I didn't find out he had a TikTok until I sent him the video. My TikTok and then is it, clean, so that's fine. <laughs> I don't have nothing on TikTok either, but I was just shocked that he had it, period. No, the, the older, our parents, they like to scroll. My mom got a whole. My mom got a whole fake Instagram. My snitching ass cousin Mary Catherine. Yeah, I'm calling you out, hoe. We'll go and play it, and then go let them listen to it. I mean, it's a we southern Mississippi. You know that we getting them double names. I'm sorry. My true name is Brittany Ann. I saw this movie. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't know. Go ahead. But back to what my mama was saying. Mm -hmm. 
Yesterday, she said that she liked this version and she does not remember telling me that she liked the original better. And uh, and I was confused. Mamas always do that. I swear, I'm like, is that a mom thing? Y'all just tell us one thing and then y'all just purposely be like, I didn't tell y'all that just for like. Because since then, I've been dying to see the original because she was like, the original is so much better. And now she's talking about some, but I like this version. So I'm just, that's the reason why I wanted to watch the original so bad. Mm -hmm. I've seen the original, but I haven't seen it. Like if I see it now, I'll probably like have similar to the same reaction because I only remember certain things. I remember the differences between the two and there's only very slight ones. The differences is what makes this movie PG-13. So I first saw this in the movie theaters because like I said, this was the era of all movies like on ahead on the weekend. Um, and I remember seeing this movie in the theaters definitely is a vibe because you get a whole different feel. It's dark in the theater super suspenseful. Um, this is definitely the era that if your parents was coming up in the money and y'all was moving, y'all had a modern house or parents was remodeling their home to the more modern look and things like that. So this was just, huh, I guess it was nostalgic for me. And I hate saying that the early 2000s is nostalgic. What the hell? That was yesterday. Shut up. It's like, now I get it. I get it now. Because that really did just feel like yesterday to me. But I'm like, damn. My brother was born 20 years ago. (laughs) My nieces and nephews. It still blows me that I like, they grown. But okay, I'm not trying to be that person. Go ahead. Somebody. (laughs) Um, I too also saw this in the theater. And I admit, I was excited as hell. I was, you know, the closest theater to me was just a little mini two screener theater. So I was hoping against hope that it was going to be showing there. I kept on calling the theater, be like, hey, are you going to be playing this? And they're like, oh, we don't know yet. And then usually it's just a recording, but I managed to get someone that time. And then finally, when I called, like, I think it was late Thursday night. This was before they did the Thursday night screenings and all that stuff, but did you know? And the recording said, when a stranger calls, I'm like, bitch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I hit up my best friend. I'm like, I'm like, girl, we are going. <laughs> So, I can't remember if I saw this first or the original, mm-hmm. but I do know I prefer this one because yeah. of the whole because of the whole middle portion. Of, I love the like front end and the back end of the original. The whole middle portion just takes me out. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was not for me, and that's because when I watched the original, I was thinking it was going to be more in line of what the remake was. So that but makes it sense. really wasn't. That makes sense. Not to cut you off, but. Earlier when I was saying I've seen the original, I just don't really recall. That's really all I recall is like the very beginning, like that whole thing, because that's the thing, and the ending. And one part that I don't want to mention because it doesn't happen in this movie, but yeah. You're thinking of the sequel? Pardon? You're thinking of When a Stranger Calls Back? Is the sequel? I don't want to say it because I think that happens in the first movie. I haven't seen the sequel. Oh, the sequel is actually fantastic. I've heard that. I have that on my list too. Yeah, I'm like, I've yeah. heard that. If it will, okay, we'll find. I'm, I'm pretty sure because this always happens to us. Every time we think about doing a movie and we decide not to do it, or we do it and it's not streaming, as soon as we're done with the episode and we don't care about it no more, it's streaming. It happens every time. 
every single time. So when a stranger calls the original and probably the sequel is probably gonna like be on HBO Max or some shit in like a month. I believe, <laughs> I, I think I saw the original on Prime recently see? and then <laughs> see <laughs> i think the the sequel is usually has always been on there i think it's either mm-hmm. on there or two of these so probably probably i believe that i can believe that oh yeah when a stranger calls is on peacock oh the original peacock yeah peacock <laughs> every time i hear peacock that's the first thing and it's just like i just want them to like buy the song or just have their own version because why not like, you want to see my streaming service? Like, what am I streaming? Like, what does my Peacock look like? You know? We can make that stand. I saw this movie in theaters. I don't I remember a lot about the film, but not that much. But I just rewatched it, so that's why it was fresh in my mind. But mm-mm. I enjoyed the hell out of it, though, when I was watching it. I, yeah, I can't deny that. I do. It was a good rewatch. I, I had mixed feelings. I'll say that, and we'll talk about it later. This movie is directed by Simon West. Can I just really quick? And I think Brittany might have seen this movie. I don't know, but I know I know Cody has seen it. I know John May has not seen this movie. But y'all know Mary Heron. They was gonna let her do this. American Psycho, Mary Heron. What the what? Interesting. What? Her? Do you know what this would have been? <laughs> now you know I've seen American Psycho. You know, that's why I was like, I think you've seen it, but I just I don't like to like assume because then somebody be like, No, I haven't. Oh, my bad. Anybody else want to pick up Mary Hearing before John Day segues? I feel like if she would have done it, it definitely would have been more of a slow burn Mm -hmm. in a way, more psychological than like a jump scare film. And I would have liked not to say this one wouldn't have had not to say that you know, this one doesn't have any tension because it sure as hell does, it does. But it definitely, obviously, would have been more psychological, slower driven. I'm right here with you. I Every single word. Because this is fun. This is cool the way it is. It's for teenagers. That's really the best way you describe it. It was for us at the time. If Mary had have done this, this would have been one of those movies that it probably would have aged a lot better than it did. Probably. But I'm just like, ugh. Okay, Johnny, take me away, sis, because that one took me out. Take me away. I want to shout out. (laughs) Take me away, 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 away. Thank you, Friday, y'all. Round and round, here we go again. I'm done. My hair was down. (laughs) What were you saying, Brittany? I was talking about two, not one. This movie was written by Jake Wade Hall and based on 1979's When a Stranger Calls. Produced by John Davis, Wick Godfrey, and Ken Lemberger. Starring Camilla Bell as Jill Johnson. Um, She was not about to be starring in nothing for a second because, okay, and I know this happens a lot. But she was going to turn this down because she don't like horror movies. And that's okay. It ain't for everybody. Everybody can't fit in a bad bitch genre. It's a genre. Not everybody fits on the rasta. As she started a movie where her ass gets eaten up by little tiny dinosaurs. Right. I was like, girl, like, that's a horror movie. How you not going to like this? If y'all don't know what we're talking about, she was in Jurassic Park, one of them. I don't know which, Cody, which one is it? Uh, Lost World Jurassic Park 2. Like, yeah, if you don't, just... You'll see her. She comes and goes. But yeah, so 
the director had convinced her that this was like more of a psychological thriller versus um versus a horror movie and she was like okay but then she was also supposed to be in black christmas the 2006 one but i think the schedules like ran into each other you couldn't do both interesting yeah considering katie cassidy is in that one too right well katie cassidy is barely in this one so i guess that's why she had the time Tommy Flanagan is the stranger. Katie Cassidy is Tiffany Madison. Tessa Thomas, Lord, Tessa Thompson is Scarlett. A baby one. Oh my God, Scary that baby, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is her, her first, this is a bunch of people's first movie. Yeah, but. it was her first movie and Katie Cassidy's first movie. But Tessa was on um, Veronica Mars. This is actually one of the main reasons That's why right. I wanted to watch it. Mm. see i knew like that was one though again don't watch tv <laughs> this has been a thing for me don't watch tv but i knew about veronica mars but i wasn't like into it that was my show yeah i i was late on the veronica train i the marshmallow train that's what they called marshmallows right um anyway other mm-hmm. and, um, I don't remember <laughs> what their their, their school mascot like was. the fans. The fans, oh. of Veronica Mars, I think, are called marshmallows. The marshmallows. Mar- oh, yeah. marshmallows? Since I, I don't recall that. I just remember. <laughs> being, I just remember being impressed for when they and finally it, made the full length movie. Yeah, the movie is good. I think the the follow ups, the fit, like most recent season they had though, was awful. Yeah. It was but terrible. anyway, so I yeah I I was late to that train and I watched it for the first time a couple of years ago and I loved it so great we have brian garrity as bobby clark greg as ben johnson and it's so funny because when um he was driving because he plays the dad when he was driving the daughter up there brandon was like hey that's colson for all my marvel people there's Derek DeLint as Dr. Mandrakis, and then kate jennings grant as kelly Mandrakis, and david denman as officer burroughs Cinematography was done by Peter Menzies Jr., edited by Jeff Bettencourt, music by James Dooley. The production company is Tell a Stranger Productions, which is kind of weird. And it's distributed (laughs) by Sony Pictures. I'm sorry. Because you'd be so genuinely concerned. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. Because it's like tell a stranger, but then it's also tell a stranger. Right. Kind of weird. <laughs> no, let me tell you what's weird. The promo for this movie, and I it's like I love stuff like this, but also at the same time, I'd be like, ooh, um, <clears throat> who was the marketing genius behind this? So AOL Instant Messenger, y'all remember? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they ran ads having users to I am Jill 2023. Zero six. So when you message Jill, it may like it would be Jill talking to you, but she would like be freaking out talking about she got this call from this stranger, like telling her to check the kids, all of that. And then she gave you a toll free phone number, one of those like eight seven seven numbers, and you were supposed to call it. And when you called it, you heard an ad for the movie, and then to like make everything match. The DVD version of the movie, I guess, because I wasn't looking that deep and I didn't know till after I watched the movie, so I ain't checked the facts. But apparently, um, the screen name that's in that appears in the movie at some point. It's supposed to like be like a oh my gosh type thing, but yeah, 
then it's another version where she directs you to this website where she asks you to like watch the camera and it has like the stranger's shadow like moving in the different surveillance cameras. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I would have loved that. I just they don't do it like that no more. Like we don't they get did like something the- like that for the carrot remake. Sorry, Ashley. It's okay. But, I mean like because they had you I don't know if it's like they had you call one number from yeah, I remember uh, Margaret that. or Carrie, but they had you call the the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that because I think I, I actually think I did it. Because, see, I didn't dislike it then. It took me a minute to dislike that movie, but that's neither here nor there because I'm not going to get us hype for that. But also, this was, I think, Cody, I think you would like this info if you didn't know this already. This was going to get, well, it did get greenlit for a sequel rumored to be titled When a Stranger Returns and Hayden Panettiere was going to play the babysitter. Oh, I would love that. I would have died. And they canceled it. Because of I, course they we all would have lived. my hopes and dreams, Sony. We all would have lived. Because here's the thing. I mean, clearly I'm guessing this probably would have came out before Kirby. And I... I hate when I see like what we could have had in horror. It's like I'd be grateful because we barely get shit. So I'd be grateful for what we get. But when I find out what we could have had, I just be like, you know what? Y'all don't love us. It's okay. And it would have been such a perfect tie-in too to have her ultimately be in Scream Four after doing yes. that. Yes, like just Wes would have had a field day with that. Don't forget that they had a MySpace page for Jill. They as did. Part of marketing. Yeah. So they created a MySpace profile for Jill051606, featuring photos from the film. And users can add the profile as a friend, leave comments, and read her blog. Oh, so this, okay. So, okay. Now that makes sense because obviously that whole date was supposed to go with the May 16, 2006 release date. Yeah. DVD. Got you. Got you. Mm. See, I just. I love all that, and I miss my space. <laughs> Bring back Tom. Much. Bring back Tom. Okay. Can we trade Mark for Tom? Right. Okay, let me shut up where he shuts the park down. Take us <laughs> to the queue line, sis. Play oh, me wait. off. <laughs> so I know that you talked about having a sequel for Hayden, but did you know that um, Jake Wade Wall wanted to create a sequel with Bloody Disgusting? He talked about it September 2020. And the way that he would do it is he would have the film be a remake of the second half of the original. So now, you know, Jill is older, she has a family, and the killer has escaped the asylum. So it would kind of be like how they did Halloween 2018. I wouldn't have minded that. I think that's fine. I just think any way you do this movie is going to date itself, no matter how you do it, because phones yeah. are are always going to change. And like I said, I, I'm fine with it because we'll talk about the phones in this movie later. But yeah, I'm fine with it. This is as much as I hate saying, and I have my rules and regulations for remakes. We always talk about this, but this I'm fine with this getting something new but make it dark though <laughs> make it dark are you guys ready to go to the queue line yes because i think mark is going to be banging down our door next so oh, no. race you there <laughs> step in line your number is near 
follow the signs. Your time is here. In honor of MySpace and the early 2000s and creepy ass phones, we're going to play a quiz. Yay! And in this quiz, you're going to tell us your MySpace preferences and we're going to give you a cell phone from the early 2000s. Hi. All right. First question. Pick your profile song. I'd write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco, Runaway Love by Ludacris and Mary J. Blige, Lollipop by Lil Wayne, or I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. I just want to say what a fucking time to be alive. I don't like this <laughs> because the Libra in me is triggered because all of these songs, except for Katy Perry, all three of these songs were on my page at one point. I will never forget the first time I heard P.A.D. And this was the first song. Yes. I, I will never forget no, what that felt like. I imagine as we enter the future. Somebody burned it for me on the CD. Sorry. Do you know how much someone loves what you to burn a CD wedding. for you? What a beautiful wedding. That's Says the bridesmaid to a waiter. What a shame what? for a group that is so whore. Whore. Sometimes men with the cabbage you think I've heard of. Closest in the goddamn door. No, it's much better to taste these kinds of things. What is it so close to the fashion? I chime in. Haven't you people always? Okay, I think. Are we all just gonna pick that? Karaoke in the queue line. Are we all just gonna pick? Because it's like, but also lollipop, like rest in peace to Static Major. But then I was dramatic as fuck with Runaway Love. I'm sorry. I love all these songs, but none of them hit like oh, Panic at the Disco. Man, so, yeah, Panic like, at the Disco is my choice. I think I, I, but I, I don't got, know. Cause. I will, I like just like now, I will break out right now. I don't give a fuck if I'm at work. I don't give a fuck if I'm getting a presentation. If I hear that shit, fuck Britney. Fuck professional Britney. <laughs> like, hi, my name is Britney. Nice to meet you. I work on such and such and such. Fuck that. I chime in. Haven't you people ever heard of? So, you know what? I got I got to pick it. No problem. Am I the hold up? Are we all waiting? No, no I don't nope, think Cody I, gave me. Nope. I'm going with Lollipop because that movie had me in a freaking chokehold. Okay, thank That's you. Because I'm That's just awesome. like, no, I think I gotta go with Lollipop. But no, I'm really gonna say that at the time, I truly, truly did not know about what it was talking about. Oh, neither did I. Y'all really thought this nigga was talking about lollipops? I ain't know what he was talking about. I just like the song. <laughs> yes, I did actually. We was too. No, we was old enough at that point. No, we was no, I enough. was sheltered. No, oh, I was very that's sheltered. so sweet. No, I love hearing that, but no, baby. I'm I mean, I, I picked it up maybe. No, I feel like somebody used it in an in, in window, and then you just picked up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the things you just picked up on. I, I was a little slow, y'all. Who's the number one in your top eight? Is it your mama, your best friend, your cousin, or some random person on the internet? It's different Sabrina. if you have a random person. <laughs> <laughs> like you hated everybody. Like damn, <laughs> a rando. <laughs> um, mine is my best friend because first of all, my mama did not have a MySpace. Right? <laughs> no. My cousins, I was trying to actively avoid any relative on MySpace. 
my sisters, I was cool with them, but that's because this was at the point where they were like seeing me as like one of them and not their little sister. So it's still my best friend now. Yeah, I got my best friend too. It'd be my best friend, but it was a huge drama when you had a bunch of close friends and you're like, why aren't I your number one? <laughs> see, that's when I would use one of my sisters. I'd be like, see, I got to put my sisters and then that way you can be mad. <laughs> what were you saying, Brittany? Um, it's Sabrina. Because she's only, what, 15 years older than me, so she knows how to use She had MySpace. So she was a number one friend. Survivors, in case I haven't ever mentioned her by her, you know, government before, Sabrina is my mama. Yes, I know. I call her by her government sometimes. I live in a completely different city than she does. She can't catch me now. Pick your go-to comment, pick for pick. It's, what is that? The less than sign with the three. The heart. heart. (laughs) I know it's a I know it's a heart, but you gotta explain. Yeah, because, you know these new okay. may not Facts. know. It's Facts. a heart, but in order to make the heart, you gotta do the less than sign and the three. Then you have Rar XD, <gasps> which is I love you and dinosaur, and then nice. What the fuck was wrong? With okay, that? I did not know that Rar meant that, but yeah, you I guess it means I yeah, love you and dinosaur. it means I love you and dinosaur. Rar, we hearted taught me that. <laughs> Yo, what the hell was wrong with us? But you know what? I'm coming through with a pick for pick because I was follow for follow, like for like. Own my picture, honey. Let me own one of your pictures. So, so I never used pick for pick, and I knew a lot of people who used RAR because I had a lot of emo friends because that's the crowd that used RAR, <laughs> the emo kids. Um, but I did a lot of the heart one. The heart one was my go-to. I feel like mine was the heart too. I know that um, and I mentioned this socially awkward part. Um, y'all know I use RAR. I use oh, that shit. Like I've seen that. I, I could have seen that coming. Yeah. I knew you was going to pick that. I saw that. That's why I had my hand over my face and my eyebrows slightly raised me talking about the emo kids. And I was like, shit. <laughs> she saw me. <laughs> she pegged me like a motherfucker. <laughs> Did I use the heart too? Yes. I've never used pick for pick. Yeah, no, I didn't think I mean, I nice. Uh, nice reminds me of like the creepy old man who don't know what else to put on your picture. But nice. nice, like nice. that's weird. And he yeah, got the glasses just... on them tinted glasses, and it's just his face <laughs> in the profile. Oh, okay, stop it. Next, <laughs> don't even get off the bus. Right at the stairs of the bus. Next, pick your profile theme colors: black and white, pink and purple, blue and sea green, white and blue. Okay, these color combos are weak as hell. So because they're so weak, even though that blue and sea green kind of go hard though, but um, we just gonna keep it black and white because I was always trying to make my MySpace page black when everybody's had like the white base layouts. I hated white base layouts. Yeah, I always made mine black. Mine was always colorful, so I'm gonna go with pink and purple. I'm gonna go with the one that was closest to mine because I was in that phase where I liked fire. So I had like blue flames in my background. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was cute. like I'm pre- pretty sure yeah, it was blue and it had like a little skull on fire, so like Ghost Rider but blue flames. That's okay. cute. You know? I can see that. So, so, I can yeah, see I, that in my head. I'm going with the blue and sea green because it's closest. Yep. Yeah. What part of RAR and um, what was it? 
anime otaku culture was y'all not getting. I'm going on black and white, and that shit was covered with just alternating anime wallpapers. I had Elfin Lied. Um, I had Chobits. It was a time, great time to be alive. Really loved it. Pick a symbol decoration. We have a heart that's not filled in. We have like a semi-3D star. A, what is that? Is that like a sparkle? It's a sparkle. It reminds me of what be going in between the Louis Vuitton logo. Yeah. And then you have a little daisy flower. Let's be honest. If you've ever seen me sign anything, I still sign with a goddamn star. Like I'm in middle school. And I started that shit in middle school. It just never left me. Everything I sign has a star on it. So if I sign something and it does not have a star, I didn't sign it. This means someone is forging my shit. This means y'all need to come find me, okay? That's how you know it was me. So if you don't see a star, it wasn't me. So I'm picking a star. When you're famous, when like more famous than now, your trademark <laughs> logo has, no, like you're famous now, but once you like, totally boom yourself up like that's right bitches i'm that's me you know <laughs> you're so sweet but yeah no that's no, see, that was you're my gonna train have the st- you're gonna have the star for the a yes that was though that's how i draw it now kind of yeah like, to make it look like a star it looks like yeah. a star now mm-hmm. that's how she used to do it on her um in her pro cheer days okay <laughs> look i'm looking all the stuff is like down here on the floor but i'm not gonna that up that's a lie Um, I didn't use any of these, but if I did, <laughs> I would go with the star because it looks cute. Cody, what did you use? Like, what was your, like, that's not these? Um, oh gosh, I don't even remember. That I just feel like it was like cheat codes to different ones. You had to figure them out. Yeah. Or you had to, like, copy and paste. What was that website? It was some website that had like all of them. You could just like copy them and then put them in your little MySpace. Honestly, I was probably boring just use a regular basic bullet. (laughs) (laughs) A bullet or one of those fancy arrows? No, I was at all my my Facebook, the memories. I used to start all my statuses with an arrow pointing at the stack. It was an X dash dash Greater than sign? Oh. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh. All right. <laughs> Enough of my cringe. It's so cute. I always use the heart. It's just adorable. Yeah. And I just can't pass on it. I love adorable things. I mean, I love Hello Kitty. That The heart just fits. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. So... What's your best tip for taking and editing pictures? Use heavy saturation, take your pics at high angles, make all of your pics black and white, or hashtag no filter. Attacked, 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 attacked. <laughs> <laughs> the heavy saturation. Oh my God, we were so bored. Ew. You had to make them brighter somehow. You really did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> The pick, the taking pics at high angles, that was your girl. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Just, that's still me. Depending on what I'm doing, if it's a mirror pic, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> like, no, I, I brought it down. No, I can't go out no, like that. I it's still no in front of my face. Like, <laughs> nope, I brought it down. Now, on FaceTime, I'm definitely going to hit you with a, 
but we in the mirror, I'm putting it, it gotta be eye level. I, fig- I figured it out, I found my angle. You just gotta find it, and you be like, okay, I got it. <laughs> Mine, I, I use both the high angles and black and whites, not at the same time, but I think more often than not, I use the high angle. Cause it's like you will use the high angle, your knees twist it into each. <laughs> we were ugly. Yeah, like, I just said high angle so my double chin doesn't show. Co- Bye, Coco. <laughs> Bye, Coco. I will not allow it. Not at all. No. I oh. too use the high angles. That's where the fuck I was at. I love I us, form- y'all. I had I a formula down. People. And you know what? Sometimes I was like all the way up here with this bitch. I was like on tape, on my tippy toes. You know what I would do sometimes? Mm, I would like prop it up in like a bookcase mm-hmm. or something else and do a timer and just be like rolling. Oh and no! Just, and squeeze down like. <laughs> so at one point in time, I had gotten to the point where I would like, you know, this was past. Um, this was into the thousand when they had the ten at the end of it. Cause I don't know how the fuck the phrases. But when it was after the tens. I used to take my laptop, my MacBook, put it on a high shelf, and then take pictures no, like that. Let me no, tell you, you so not I that had... big ass MacBook Pro. I'm on my MacBook Pro from college. This thing is big. No, no I, you didn't. You didn't even let me finish. So I have silhouette pictures of me where it was like it was, it was gray. It was grayscale, and it was like me in the lighting. And I took it with the um, mm. photo booth but from wait, Apple. Which, but which MacBook is this? Is this the colorful MacBook? I didn't have a MacBook in my teens, but I had like a Dell and I used the feature where you could like the camera feature on there where you could have all these yeah. different functions. Like I had like the strobe green lights coming on me. You could do like the mirror image. We just thought that this was top tier technology, like riding right a roller coaster in the fall. Damn it. If y'all go back and look on my Facebook, You'll see me holding my hands like this in this sweet, innocent, like breathing looking pose. I promise if you go look at my albums, most of them make me look like this and sweet baby angel. <laughs> You'd be like, who the fuck is this bitch? Because this isn't the Britney I know. Just like. You were full on Jennifer Check in the promos, like in her little school outfit, just looking all sweet and innocent, but right. we know because you know the land under the desk. But Exactly. You'd be like, Britney, who is this? And I'd be like, oh, that's me. No, the fuck it's not. Who is this? You have a sister? I'm like, I don't, I don't have sisters. I don't have birth sisters. This this isn't, I've already have sisters, but not birth sisters. But no, this isn't me. No. Pick a profile font. We have a pretty cursive one. We have one that kind of looked like chicken scratch. Um, we have one that is very bold. And then we have one that is between bold and thin, but like the letters are a little more spaced out. And so this together. pisses me off because they could have just really wrote what font it is. Right. So like, oh, you know what? Okay. So the first one is like this one. <clears throat> the second one is like this one. The third one is like this one. And the fourth one is like this one. I'm going with the first one, the cursive one. Okay, y'all, I found out, I found out, I think I know what they are, though. One's monospace. I did not know that was a fucking thing. Yeah, um, I think the monospace one is the one in the bottom left. 
I mean, but that's the one that was like this one. Yeah, bottom right is monospace. No, bottom right. Oh, this one. Yeah, that's monospace. The other one is sans serif. Oh, that's the top one. Mm -hmm. Top one. So that's that's, top right. Yeah, that's the scratchy one. This one. Hmm. Sans serif is bottom left. Oh, bottom left. Oh, that's this one. Script is top top left. Right. <laughs> and I think this one, I don't know, this was a newer one, so I didn't find that one. Yeah, I don't know. I'ma pick um as far as my space profiles go, I'm picking this one. That bottom left loud one. You know, the, the way you're doing that is making me think of that part in Spice World, the movie, where it's like, should I wear the little Gucci dress, the little Gucci dress, or the little Gucci dress? Yes! <laughs> uh, if anybody is watching this circle, sidebar real quick, because I know we need to go. But if you're watching the circle and you've gotten far enough and you've seen who's on the show, but apparently here's the thing. Apparently Coco told me that Netflix fucked up the money and told everybody who was going to be on the show beforehand. Now, y'all know me. I do a really good job of just staying out the mix. So I had oh, yeah. no idea. Yeah, no, I seen the um the thing on, you know, I follow Circle on right. um, Instagram. So as I was scrolling, Same, I seen one of but the I still, for some reason, right. never seen And they show the them video. on the home screen. On, yep, the, never on, seen when you're scrolling it. Netflix. BJ, every time we had, well, when we started watching it, we watched, we still got a few episodes to go, well, one episode to go to be caught up for this week but when they walked out and spoiler alert for the circle in five four three two one when the fucking spice girls walked out i jumped out of my motherfucking body <laughs> do y'all know that i'm a goddamn spice girl do you know that i am baby and scary in one and it was it was my favorites. I, like, BJ didn't know what to do because I was crying. I was hyperventilating. You would have thought they were standing in front of me. Like, I feel like everybody should have <laughs> experienced it the way I did, not knowing that they were going to pop up. Okay, I'm done. Mine would be whatever the second one is, the one that's kind of wavy, but you called it chicken scratch. Like, when I used MySpace, I was more about the bubble font. And so this is the closest one. That reminds me of Juno font. I can see that. No, I forgot completely. Uh-huh. I, went, I went on a tangent about describing them and it just completely ignored it. Um, I'm picking the scripty font. I want it to be fancy. Fancy. And the last one. Pick a custom cursor. A cutout of Ryan Ross and Brendan Urie. A rainbow, pink hearts, or the rock on hand sign. Um... I definitely had a celebrity cursor, um, well, and it was like Kirsten Dunst, but I guess I'm going to have to go with Ryan Ross and Ryan Ur- Brandon Urie because yeah, that works. the closest. Yeah, yeah. That's so cute. That's so Coco. <laughs> I am going with the pink hearts because I had the one that like trailed and kind of like followed and danced through the page. I am going to go with pink hearts as well. I hate the color pink, but I have to go with pink hearts because my shit was trailing and all the other ones don't give me trailing. So I have the Nokia 3310 and I have no idea what that phone is because I've never seen this before. Let us see the picture. Oh, (laughs) that's it looked like the slide up one. I feel like I've seen that phone before. I've never seen that shit. 
I never saw that either. Mm, I got the sidekick. Y'all all know Bad Bitches had the sidekick. I wanted that, but I didn't have Team Noble. I ain't had a sidekick either. I always had somebody's hand me down and then never went. That was okay. It was okay. It was all right. Closest all right. I had to a sidekick was the LG Scoop. Is that? No, okay, no, I'm thinking, because I had the juke, and I think I'm thinking of like the chocolate. I don't think that's the scoop. Survivors, it happened again. Uh oh. Me and Ashley got the same damn thing. Oh, what? look at the twinsies. Wait, let me see. You guys got the same thing? We got the same thing. Well, Survivors, you can let us know what your results okay. are. Okay. So, uh oh. The picture that they put for the Nokia 3310 is a reimagined version in 2017. Do you want to know what that Nokia phone is? What? It's the original Nokia phone. The one where you'd play the snake on it. The one that was about like this big. It was big. I had that. So that's what the 3310 is. Them motherfuckers. Oh, so it doesn't slide up. Okay, I got you. Okay, so it's a smaller version, but it's still clunky and blocky. No, I thought you were going to say that you had another Doodle Bear situation on your hands. Yeah. Pretty much. I guess she ain't want to be a sad kid, but that's okay. Everybody can't fit in the bad bitch genre. Not everybody fits on the Rasta. I've said I've had a sidekick before. I've had one. It's a genre. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted, you know, I wanted the razor. I've been wanting a razor for two fucking quizzes, and I still don't fucking get it these quizzes hate me well you ain't got it by now you just ain't getting it it was because a goddamn guess what it was a goddamn illuminati girl what it was your choices <laughs> the consequences of your action not the bad illuminati the cool illuminati <laughs> no it's aluma what oh it's the bad <laughs> illuminati this is <laughs> i can say nothing else but it was illuminati all right you guys I think that wraps up this week's queue line. Are you ready to take this ride? Let's, Let's do it. Let's go. I want to go on a trip. Let's get to the adventure, Charlie. But wait, really, I want to go on a trip. I'm getting, I'm getting antsy. Oh my gosh. When we come back, we'll be getting into 2006's When a Stranger Calls. <laughs> I could have at least driven myself, Dad. I don't want you driving home alone this far so late at night. Wow. You must be Jill. We were so thrilled to find a babysitter at the last minute. Just make yourself at home.
cannot remember, but I've had to have seen this trailer to have gone see the movie. I mean, not necessarily, but I don't know. But I'm like, damn, y'all just so, told us. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Which one did you see? My trailer that I saw was two minutes and 22 seconds. I think I saw one that was like one minute and 44 seconds. It had like title. You would have liked it. If you didn't see this one, you would have liked this one because it had that man in a voice. I don't know if it was Dave McCray, but you always know I'm always saying it's Dave McCray. Um, and it had title cards. Did it have the red title cards? Yeah. That's the one I watched. It yeah. was like a minute and 44 said, seconds. Don't know, not good with time. But it was short as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was two minutes and 22 seconds and I hated it. Maybe I should watch the minute. Why was it that long? Why? It's because, okay, I'm not being I funny. think this was a DVD release trailer that oh, I watched. Okay, okay. I think that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I don't think mine had a narration over it. Yeah, mine didn't have a narration either. How long was yours, Cody? Um, s- says 144. Oh. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure this was the primary theatrical trailer because it pretty much shows everything. Yeah, it's always different ones. I like when we watch different ones because you can see the different ways they cut it and splice it. The one that I guess Brittany and I watched, it, I will say the cuts and what they did with the Stranger's Shadows, different scenes, because it happens and goes by so quick. That was kind of cool. But still, like I said, you, you knew everything. You literally knew everything. The only thing you didn't know is why she here in the first place, which we don't care, but you know. So one thing that I am upset about as far as marketing and the trailers and all of that was that the whole, well, we're in spoiled territory, but the whole fact that the call was coming from in front of the house, that was supposed to be a plot twist. So I'm mad that they use it as their main marketing piece. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. I get it. This is a remake. So you would be like, well, this is an age old tale. People know that, but this was made for us. I didn't know that. (laughs) Like, and like I said, I can't remember if when I was that age that I seen the commercial or not. I really don't recall. But, you know, you really could have kept that for the young ones that didn't know. Yeah. Um, I do think that they should have kept it out because even before I even knew the story of it going in because I'm pretty sure Urban Legend spoiled it for me because they talk about it in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew the Urban Legend beforehand. So. This is, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah, you are right. I didn't know about this idea, but it's still just like, Oh shit! I forgot this is this. Oh my god! It don't it don't take much to please, you know. <laughs> but I do also remember, like, because some of the clips they showed in the trailer, I thought more stuff was going to happen outside the house because it showed the fair, like mm-hmm. clips of the fair, and she pushed. It shows that shows her pulling the kids outside out of the box. So I thought there was going to be some stuff that happens outside the house somehow. Mm-hmm. The way it was all edited together. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know how that would have fared if they had taken this outside of the home. I think they could have done a lot more. Let's talk about it. Go ahead, Nate. The movie starts out with a phone call in the background of a shot of a house panning to a pop-up carnival behind it. Hey, look, it's a park. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
Not this rinky dink pop up carnival. How the fuck they look even able to get a carnival behind all them houses? I feel like they wouldn't allow that shit. They would have been mad. As I mean, if they do it, if it's an open field, then yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they do it here. The in fair the near my the fair near my hometown, the fairgrounds are like right in the middle of town. So there's mm-hmm. houses next to it, next to the arena. There's a Domino's across the street. Wait, yeah. so is it suburbia? In the middle, yeah. of, like smack dab in the middle of suburbia. I mean, the okay. one. Okay, so the one in Gary Lake County Fair is not in Gary, but in that area. Yes, is literally smack dab in suburbia. It's just an open field that's just big enough for them to set up the Lake County Fair. It has like the fairgrounds for like the animals, all that stuff. It's just there. It's been there for years. In Indianapolis, it's a designated fairground, but it is literally in the middle of the city. It's not like you got to drive through like, I don't know. Shit, here, they put them in mall parking lots. Yeah, mall parking lots. Put them anywhere. We get Baltimore, get pop-up fairs all mm-hmm. the time through the summer. Oh, this is a time. Oh, you know what? I have to remember that uh, I'm thinking from a southern... Y'all, I'm not talking like the South is bad. I'm just saying that we have a lot more land with less... Ha- well, the houses are more spread out. So we had them at malls, but they were farther away from the houses. And then we had one in town, and the houses were past the railroad track so it was still easier to get to but it was on the bridge of like our industrial area and where the houses were so ours weren't smack in the middle of suburbia so i was like damn how the fuck is this working because our people would have raised to those kids who can just come out with affairs right there i'm like you bitch (laughs) (laughs) y'all summers was lit y'all probably was just walking across the street undetected getting up in there well i mean you can enter fairs for free like they would just have those days you have to have a wristband you gotta have a wristband you want to like, couldn't get off for shit. Yeah, okay. Had them off for weeks. <laughs> it just held on. So, so hard. they really did because my my brother, he had this whole thing where wherever we went, he would keep the wristbands on. And I remember he was telling me about this. Like, him. Mm-hmm. He convinced he would have all of them, like every everywhere we went, all of them would never take them off. We had to convince him to cut them bitches off. Mm-hmm. And that it was nasty now because he didn't showered multiple times and they still want <sighs> stressed okay but back to this phone call so the caller is taunting a young girl on the phone by just calling her and not really saying anything or just by asking her simple questions and after seeing multiple shots of the carnival in the neighborhood we're back at the house looking in the window and a light comes on and a bunch of screaming ensues which lets you know someone done died i really like this opening scene for me, I always, I'm a fan of, I guess is tell not show, I guess, because you don't see anything. All you do is just hear it. And it's clever because when the attack happens and all the screaming is going, no one can hear because everyone's at the fair having a good yep. time and all that ambient noises is just drowning an otherwise quiet neighborhood. Like Brittany was saying earlier, this is in the middle of suburbia. So the fair wasn't here. People probably would have heard the screaming and maybe could have intervened, maybe. But because this was just like perfect night setup that nobody could hear them screaming, it's just crazy. But I definitely like this. I like the way that this is shot. I wish they would have done more of this in the movie. I agree. It was super chilling from how they shot it outside the house, like a good distance away, but you could still see what's going on. 
like because if you look closely you can see the outline of the stranger in the window but then boom when it turns on you see him just lunge at her like mm -hmm. that is so much more chilling than if it were to be like in the house with her and she were to open the door and he'd be standing there mm -hmm. and then i guess also it would be too much like screen which i know that technically this original one did it first but when you think about it it, it, scream is just flawless and everybody's just going to lose the scream it is so, sorry I'm sorry but it would have been too much like that had they done it from inside the house too the next day the detective arrives to the scene of the crime as soon as he opened the door to see the scene he looks horrified and like he wants to puke as he waits outside getting some air a body or bodies is brought out in multiple bags question is there a version where like you see what was in the room where they just all get brought out in various movie am i also thinking of where they'd be like hey you forgot something and they run out and bring a piece of somebody's body i don't know what movie it is but there's another movie that does the exact scene not the same way but they're literally like run out holding people's body in pieces i know what you're talking i about. do too i just can't think of it and i'm like it's not a nightmare on elm street I feel oh like it was a God. pretty recent movie. Yeah, I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's for this movie, the director didn't want to show what yeah. the detective sees because he wanted that PG-13 rating. And so that makes me wonder, like, did they film a potential perspective shot? Because it's like, when he opens that door, I'm going to be thinking about that movie, Brittany, but I'm not going to dwell on it because it's going to bother me. But... When he opens that door again, I feel like they do a good job because all you do is just hear the pain. You hear the ripping because apparently this mofo did this with his bare hands. He said, where's the um, the victim? I mean, where's the victim? He said, where's the murder object? Where's the item? What what, what happened? They was like, there wasn't one. What's done? Like uh, his bare hands. And no, when you see the... When you see the body bags come out, it's so many. Apparently, okay, so apparently it was three kids in the babysitter. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. It was so many goddamn body bags. Oh. Yeah, and I feel like definitely the sound effects were more chilling than, again, showing it, I think. Because mm -hmm. you are the fact you are hearing these kids and the baby starting ripped apart. It was too much. I said, damn. Well, I In just fact, wanted... one of them was a baby. Oh, fuck. Like a baby, baby, like like arm baby. Yeah, baby. I mean, the, you see it in the yeah. They like show it in the picture. One or two, one year old maybe, because it shows the family picture. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw the picture, but it was like usually when I look at those pictures, you guys know how we used to do the family portrait. I say it used to because I don't know if people really like do it like how they used to. I know y'all take them, but you know how sometimes they place the kids that you really can't tell who's tall unless you're staring at the picture. So the way they went past it, I did not even clock that that was a baby baby. My heart. Me either. I, I, I wanted to know if they can go the step, like there was a cut that went the stepfather route that they could have like dropped. There's like a scene later, unreaded it. What the fuck type of word did I just say? Unedited somewhere. 
Now we're 125 miles away in Fern Hill, Colorado, at Fern Hill High School, meeting our main character, Jill. She runs track and can't seem to keep her time down to 24 seconds. She has a jackass ex-boyfriend who kissed one of her best friends, and she's grounded because she went over her minutes and her parents cut her phone off. But this is why she has to babysit to make up the money while all of her friends and the rest of the school are at the bonfire. I, the whole minutes conversation, baby, call me at the nine o'clock. I'm free. But it, because she's talking to Bobby and I missed all the numbers, but she was on that goddamn phone for like right. a good, it was close to 400 minutes. Right. <laughs> Long time. I Long time. I, I was very daring with my grandparents. I was always like, well, then you should just get unlimited. It's not that expensive. Oh, no. I wish I would. <laughs> oh, I would have been getting Coco, off the floor. I, I would have been, been getting off the floor. It worked. It worked. Well, it we worked. can't do that, Coco. What you mean? What you mean? We don't, we, Coco, listen, we're not able to do that. I don't think none of us would be sitting here. B180. That but is fair. We would not be, Mama. Listen, listen. It's like I'm waiting for the episode that I could tell these my mama stories of me and my mom while in, when I was a wild and out teenager. But anyway, no, I wish. I mean, eventually we did get unlimited, but child, to be fair, I did fair. obey when I could. But if I were to accidentally, I'd be like, I'm I'm for serious. Get unlimited. It's it's you know, it would solve all of our problems. So I wouldn't, we wouldn't have to worry about accidentally doing it. But it's that not for the fact that I, it's not for the fact that I purposely was disobeying. It was just like instances where it's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I tried. Even yeah, that, you to use that in the mouth. You'd be like, oh, and you'd be like, oh. <laughs> See, my dad was a very, 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 very hands-on stickler for anything electronic in our house. I think I already mentioned before how he didn't put the little software on the computer where it, it captured every single thing that I typed into the computer. Mm-hmm. Well, when he got that phone bill, he was looking at every single text message I sent out, not literally the messages, but the times in which they were outgoing and incoming. He would also look at every number that I was calling. They would come ask me, whose number is this? Who is that? Who are you talking to at 10 o'clock at night? Who are you talking to at midnight when you were supposed to be asleep? I, child. I hated when the phone bill would come and it was super thick. Child. <laughs> it was th- Okay, y'all, look. Because I'm not sure. Phone bill. Because I haven't seen a phone bill in years because all I do is just send my money to my mama because they love me that much. But back in the day, you used to get a fucking packet sent home and it had everybody's number on there. So if y'all had a family plan, everybody had their own individual little file, if you will. Every single number that you called and that called you popped up on this. So your parents- And the times and how long you was on the phone. Just want to let y'all know they still do that shit now. If you don't, most people don't check their bill like that, but if you go to your bill and go to the paper version, if you only get the wireless, you just- Hell yeah, you get a breakdown. Look, listen, it was terrible because they would be on that. You would think it's sweet. You think you're sneaking in the middle of the night doing something and then that phone bill came. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Because my daddy really did look through. It was terrible. Like, why y'all got this type of time? When are y'all even doing this? Don't y'all got... Because we adulting now and I barely got time to do anything. (laughs) Because when did y'all have the time? But before we move on, before I forget, Coco, last time you were here, you were on our Charlotte Roos Chronicles episode, Sorority Row. 
you're back. Another 2000s film. I have to bring up the fashions in this movie. Because <laughs> Miss um, Jill was giving Era Pastel. She was giving me Abercrombie. I know they're in trouble right now, but she they should have giving, been in trouble. Yeah, they have. But she was giving me Hollister. I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. why do we layer our clothes like this? And you can tell looking at three of the friends in the art room scene between Jill, Tiffany, and Scarlett, each of them had their own style. Like, um, Tiffany was clearly the more fashionable one, like, mm-hmm. clearly going for the rich stuff. And then Scarlett, she just seemed like, this is comfy. I'm just going to wear this. She was giving me Bobby Jack. She was the Bobby Jack girl. Like, her <laughs> mama wasn't ready for her to, like, grow, grow up. So she bought her trendy stuff, but it was still kind of childish, like Justice, Bobby Jack. Um, psycho, psycho bunny. What's his name? Is it? Is his name psycho Happy bunny? bunny? Happy bunny. Thank you. Yes, I used to be Happy obsessed bunny. with Happy Bunny. Them bunnies were homicidal. Did, that Love was, those bunnies. That my, was like our first taste in the raunchiness, and then it just went from there. My nanny still has one of my Happy Bunny magnets on her fridge that I'm I'm gonna get back one day. But yeah, I want it back. I want my Happy Bunny magnet back, but it won't give it back. And it says you smell like duty. Did y'all peep that? that's hot written on her locker i did i saw that no i thought it was cute i did because that's why i'm like this movie once again i don't i know how we talk about things get dated blah 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 blah. sometimes i don't mind it because this movie did feel like every inch of 2006 and i was like damn that was eighth grade i was fine with that like eighth ward eighth going in the ninth whatever summer i went to uh pop warner and we went to florida but i was like damn this is a good time I want to say I had that scarf, the one she was wearing. I the scarf to the floor. Fact. I definitely thought something was going to happen with that damn scarf. But yeah, the thin scarves. I know y'all was scarf girls up in here. Y'all know me. I just had like one or two because it wasn't my thing. But all of that. Um, I want to talk about the exchange in the art room. So mm-hmm. like we find out that, uh, you know, obviously Tiffany kissed Bobby. Right. And you know, they're obviously in a dispute. Rightfully so. I would hate a bitch too for that. And poor Scarlett, bless her heart, she's like, you guys, this is a high school. Can't you just get along? It's like, um, I'm sorry, Scarlett, but no, this bitch kissed my boyfriend. Like, since we in high school, though. Like, um... And she's like, we are in high school. <laughs> I did, like, but it's, it's just like, I don't know, for some reason, movies, and we, we weren't low-key doing that in high school. That was a thing you had to deal with sometimes. Like, But it just killed me because they were still clearly like friend-friends. Which know? we get to later when she was too quick to forgive her. I'm like, I would not forgive her. Okay, girl, you couldn't even come around me without me wanting to slap you. Johnny mentioned this earlier, but before she moves on, bonfire in high school, envious. We not one? No, had, not in high school. I had them in college, oh, though. We had them in yeah. high school. We had oh, we had them in high school, college. too. What they, what they had, that looked like freaking Burning Man. Exactly. <laughs> like, I was like, well, damn. Like, we had, um, on the last day, we always had a traditional water balloon fight, water gun fight. We were allowed to bring it all to school and just have at it. But Yeah, you no, know. nah, I didn't, if, if I didn't experience my first bonfire until 
my senior year in college. Mm, yeah, that's what I was like. I was in college when I had my first bonfire. I went to school and I went to high school here. And guess what? We had a fucking bonfire and it was huge. Just as big as them motherfuckers had it. That's what we had. And I it mean, was on school country, campus. So that's, that's expected. Don't, don't be saying it like that. <laughs> it was on school saying. property. No, you have be... the space for that. Yeah, you do. You got the space. You got the we, resources. We like I would be surprised if y'all didn't do it. That shit was fun too. So I don't really want to circle back around to talking about how many minutes she went over, but yeah. on the way to the Mendrakuses, who she's babysitting for, we find out that she went over her minutes by 800. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's girl. And the whole thing is, you was talking to Bobby over this little dusty boy. Girl, I'm telling you, look, let me tell you, honey, our, um, what is it, John A, 2% of like, kids under 18 that listen to this show, dump his ass. Dump her ass. Like, like, I'm telling you. 800 minutes, you got grounded for talking to this nigga for See, 800 minutes. You're not gonna even, like, think, you're not gonna think about him. Maybe, like, you might think about him and just, like, he, he, and, five years i'm telling you like you're gonna be so mad you wasted them minutes like you pissed right now because look at what the fuck you're doing right now but yeah no that was justified on her parents and like i even i would never push even that how could you possibly go for that long you could talk to him after school and after eight wasn't even bad for us for verizon it had to be after nine yes I was a Verizon kid. I had to wait till nine. All the rest of my friends, they didn't get all the tea. I'm getting the tea late. An hour late. And then I had to be in the bed like at 1030. So exactly. I didn't have that much time. I also want to say that driving out to this house is too fucking secluded for me. It's okay. in the middle of fucking nowhere. Let's talk about it. Because here's the thing. So apparently, and correct me. So this is what I got from this. Jill goes over her minutes. Jill gets put on punishment. The punishment is that she has to babysit to make extra money to pay for those minutes. Right. So I'm assuming her parents set this up. Y'all don't know these niggas? Nope. They came in a recommendation from another family. Okay. Now, right, not, from the okay so not they came at a recommendation. She came at a recommendation from another family. So I because when he when they pulled up. And he was like, well, I don't want you driving long out here. I think if my kid can drive, I would rather them have the car so they can get the, out of there if they needed to. I, I don't know. Like, I, parents, like I said, if so, she can't drive, that's the thing. But my parents would have done the same thing. So, like, I live where I live. You know, my parents live where they live. My mm-hmm. brothers have yet to drive out here. Like, I have to. And they can drive. Right. I have to bring them out here because right. they're not comfortable with them driving, like, long distances. Right. So I can see that. My okay. parents didn't let me drive long distances for the longest time. I, okay. Because I was definitely driving to my little thing house at the time. And that was like 25 minute distance. So I guess that's not quote unquote far. Because this seems like it was out in the boom booms. But it's just like still. I still just feel like I would want. But then also. But then no one in Rose. Yeah, that that's dark what I'm saying. It's dark. There's, there's yeah, no light. that's not safe. Okay, never mind. Yeah, never it wasn't it like storming that night. Deer drop jumping mm-hmm. out of places. Yeah, yeah, right. you're right. She never was, mind. It's she's in trouble. It was dark. Them. Deer I don't know. I just feel up. like this punishment. 
I would have maybe the Thomas kids sound like they some badass kids. Just put her with them again. They seem familiar. Just torture her like that. Like, I don't. This call could have been avoided, I feel like. It could have. <laughs> so they make it to the house and Jill meets the Mendrakuses. And she's given the lay of the land of the home and the rules, you know, setting everything up for later. One, we have our lights automatically cutting on when you enter the room. You have your numbers on the frizz. There's a living housekeeper. Don't forget about the college son who is in the guest house whenever, wherever, and don't like um, announce that he's there. And we also have the alarm code. Okay, so when they talk about the son in college, Jill's like, you have a son in college? She okay. wanted to jump in bones. <laughs> she wanted That'll to jump in bones. I said, oh, okay. I see you, girl. But then I was I was trying to see, like, was she trying to be slick and, like, compliment them? Like, trying to say, girl, you look young. Nah, girl, she wanted it. She knew. She was hoping he came back. Snapping pictures. How do you like me now, Bobby? <laughs> like, I, and we did that. Like, do not give me a camera and let me be mad at whoever I was talking to. We was going to take all the pictures. We was going to upload them to a MySpace album that night or a Facebook album that night. Like, <laughs> he was about to see it all, honey. Just, but I do like this thing because basically, like John A said, everything gets set up. So you already know what's to be expected and this house is freaking gorgeous it's, it's like sport worthy i wanted to play okay. sims every time i watch this movie <laughs> i want to play sims and this is exactly um, how i build my houses my houses always have big spacious window because i just i'm a tumblr girl and i'm the tumblr girl that will re uh blog the interior design and all my interior mm-hmm. design always has the big windows this movie oh. is the reason why I would never want big windows. No, it's, I mean, exactly yeah, it's like, I feel you, but I still want them. It's just like, close, just close the windows. We'll just have it open in the morning. But morning is scary too because of creep and peach fuzz. But that shit is creepy. <clears throat> Shout out to my nigga peach fuzz. I <laughs> peach fuzz. Do, 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 do. Okay. But y'all, I just want to throw out there that I had a foyer when I went to the Sims and built them. And that's where I put my Black Widow's husbands because they all died mysteriously by drowning. And there was a nice little, some plants in there. It was great. That and there was a pool. Serious. Okay, Debbie. Right, you one of them. What are you talking about? She <laughs> Debbie on Adam's family values. Kill, oh, no, no, I, oh, oh, Killing all her husbands. Oh, right. oh, no, I knew what you meant. I was trying to play oh, it off. Okay. Like, uh-huh. I ain't know what you meant. I was allegedly. Not... Allegedly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, but Debbie, that bitch, though. You see how they accepted her. They really accepted her, except the last thing that she did. She was cool with the folks until then. Brittany's going to have a whole ass slideshow, allegedly, just like Debbie. Now, quote unquote, alone, Jill is doing what a normal babysitter does get to know the house and snoop in all of the mom's things. I said, playing okay, dress Maddie. up and gets freaked out. Thinking the Mandrakuses are home, she calls out to them. Hearing nothing, she goes to explore. And she sees that Rosa is feeding the birds. Relieved, she goes back to the couch and gets her first phone call. I, okay. Once again, the whole Maddie vibes. Y'all bitches is bold. I (laughs) never have done this. Now, I've babysat a few times. People that weren't my nieces and nephews. So I'm in other people's house. And yes, I do explore. I do be walking through y'all houses. I'm not going through y'all stuff though. <laughs> I'm not doing that. 
Because no, first of all, I always fear that there are cameras. Cams. Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason I'm walking through your house is just so I know where shit is just in case shit go down and I need to plan some action or something like that. So I could grab the baby, do whatever I need to do. And I ain't tripping over shit. That's why I'm walking through your house. But I'm not about to, we picking up jewelry. We fingering through club. No. Putting the shit on. British yeah. accents. Okay. Look, I Ain't said, shit okay. wrong with that. We just got to lay the land. We need to know where everything is and how it's organized. And how how, oh, your clothes <laughs> tell you a lot about, tell me a lot about you. I'm just saying. <laughs> also, um, once again, I think this is setting everything up because you're, it's, it's different because you get to see the way the house looks during the day. And then when you see it at night, it looks like a whole different house. Mm-hmm. And it obviously definitely implies that the greenhouse is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Like they focus hardcore on that one. Yeah, which I resident plant mama in the house. I oh, was that's, living that's... for it. My ba- my plants would first of all, first of all, just the, the, the stoner in me. I would blow that room down. Okay, me and my plants, we would. You would find me out there every. Did you have the koi pond? I would. I think that's so cute. It's so cute. And it was deep. I wouldn't get in there like they was getting up in there. But yeah, I don't want to be swimming with the fish poo. Now that that phone call is over, Jill is talking to Scarlett, giving her the update on the babysitting gig. Scarlett lets her know that Bobby wants her number to the house she's babysitting at. And Jill is all for it. Girl, y'all hoes weak in the knees. (laughs) I just, and it was funny because she was like, I sense weakness. I'm like, she was like, it's okay to give him the number. Girl, no, did you not learn? That's why you're here in the first place. Leave Bobby Dusty Butt alone because he had that bonfire. And whatever little girl walked past looking cute, he probably going to talk to them, girl. Like, just don't set yourself up. Yeah, Scarlett was definitely like, uh, fuck Bobby, but make up with Tiffany. I'm like, uh, no, fuck them both. Yeah, like what? And I guess it must have been those situations where they were friends, and this had to be like a. I don't. I don't want to say Regina George, but it had to be one of those type of things for um, Tiffany. What's her name? Tiffany Madison. Tiffany Madison. Tiffany to uh, turn on her like that, you know. But I guess Scarlett is that middle friend that wants everybody to be happy. But I'm like, girls, take that naive cap off. No, that bitch kiss my man. We're not doing this. But also, this is the last we see Tessa in a waste. A waste. I know she was a baby, but it's just like, I feel like we could have done more. Like, why she, well, okay, never mind. Let me not. She got her due. She's getting that Marvel coin now. Yeah, she yeah, She's fine now, but I still Mm -hmm. feel like we could have did a little bit more in this movie and I'll hold my tongue. As soon as Joe hangs up the phone, the alarm goes off and the security company calls to make sure that everything is copacetic. And then Mrs. Mandrakis calls as well to make sure everything's all good. No. Has that ever <laughs> happened to y'all before? No. So that's happened to me before. And it's I'm telling you, it's the scariest thing. Because ring alarms, sometimes they just like randomly go off for whatever reason. Or like if you have the sensitivity all the way up, and a leaf blows by it'll go off uh at my old house before ring alarms with a thing we was adt baddies 
And sometimes, like, I don't know if it was just, like, telling you that the battery was low and that's why it went off. But I was by myself when it went off. (sighs) No. And I think that's another reason this movie hits for me then and now because I was alone a lot. Not, like, saying it like that, like, nobody was there for me. But there were times where I was in the house by myself, like, when my parents were in between jobs and, like, somebody was on their way or, like, you know, things overlap like that so ooh, no y'all don't know that alarm cutting off while you by yourself or cutting on while you by yourself that's a different type of fear i don't wish that on nobody jill then goes to look for rosa but she's no longer in the atrium however her supplies and the bird f- bleh. however her supplies and the bird food is getting all soaked up and i would have known something was wrong then Maybe just me. No, I would have known something was wrong then too. But yeah, because I'm just like, girl, that bird feet is expensive as hell and you letting it get all soggy. Right. <laughs> no. And then we cue our second call. The stranger is calling to ask her if she's okay and hangs up the phone. No. The first time it was that mouth breathing and I could just get past that. Which is scarier when you think about it because it had to be a reason that he was just mouth breathing. And well, I mean, we in spoiler territory. We know he in the goddamn house. He probably was mouth breathing because he was probably super fucking close to her and couldn't talk because he w- she would have heard him. No, no. Okay, go ahead. It's going to be a no episode, y'all. <laughs> no. Life happens some more and then cue the third call. Cody, not our Cody, but a random fictitious Cody. Calls asking Jill what she's wearing. Combat boots in a parka, you jerk. Who is this? (laughs) I did laugh when they brought up Cody's name. I was like, Coco. (laughs) (laughs) My friend that I saw this with in the theater totally totally elbowed me and be like, Cody, you jerk. I know this was PG-13, but all I could think of is that joke. I didn't think that joke went like that, like a parka and boots. I was like, I thought it was your mom's come on my face or however that joke went. I just don't. <laughs> Everybody's face. <laughs> See, like I said, every day she takes us further and further away from the What? Rest. It was the only thing that would have bothered him. I mean, everybody says something different when they're asked what are they wearing. Yeah. Um... I, I just said that's why I thought the joke went, okay, don't give me this look, people. Your dad's pearl necklace. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. After she hangs out with Cody, she hears a noise and takes a fire, parker, p- fire poker to go investigate. After her little investigation, cue fourth call. This time... It's from Tiffany scaring her as she pops up behind her in the living room. Whole time she got in through the garage and then when they went to go see, the garage door was wide open. Hell no, girl, what? Girl, no. Yeah, I'd be freaking out just a little bit just seeing that. Why? Why the fuck is the garage open? And I mean, we learned that's what triggered the alarm when she first heard it. Yeah. Why were you hiding that long? Okay, no, let me not ask that because if I'm scaring my friend, I would hide that long and then I would get tired and pop out. But this is what I'm talking about. But wait, I didn't think that she triggered the alarm. I thought that 
the killer triggered the alarm a long time ago. And I figured that the the driveway was just, I'm not the driveway, the garage door was just open because he tripped the alarm. And so because when she pulled up and it was just open, she just came right in. I figured that too. Okay. I like that better. Okay. Okay. I like that better. Because that nigga been in the house for a long ass time. Yeah, no, no yeah, sure. no, I long time. Long I was time. hoping it was what you just said versus what I made up. Cause I'm like, if sis was really just hiding in the boom, like in the house, I don't think yeah. that would have pissed me off. But I don't think also, she had the patience for that. She yeah. seemed like she a little mm-hmm. a little uh impulsive. But what I was about to say is I also feel like why is Scarlett not here? Scarlett want them to be friends so bad, like why didn't like, why didn't both of them come and be like, oh, we know you can't come to the bonfire. We'll hang out with you and babysit. And then uh, I was about to call her Camilla. Jill could have been like, no, you guys can leave. Like, I mean, cool, blah, 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 blah. But you could have brought both of them here. You could have killed both of them. I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I like the fact that Tessa didn't die. Yeah. I do too. I do too. Tiffany, Tiffany had it coming. Yes, she did. She had it coming. But yeah, um, because I think even Scarlett, didn't Scarlett say that she told Tiffany the address? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like, I don't know. It's like, I'm this whole beef that they have kind of confuses me. Because earlier, you weren't trying to talk to her. But now all of a sudden that she babysitting, that's just such a random time, like, I'm not pulling up to somebody random house to talk to somebody. So let's well, get into this reasoning. Tiffany was wanting to like, she acted like nothing was wrong. She right. just walked up to them like, hey guys, what's up? Right. Because she didn't feel like nothing was wrong. So let's get into this reasoning. So Tiffany kissed Bobby and blamed it on tequila. And she gave some lame excuse about getting asked out by Bobby in the ninth grade. And she was only with him for a day until he spotted Jill. And then once he saw Jill, it was game over. And now he only knew all about Jill. So what? it was a revenge thing because Tiffany got jealous and she never got her kiss. So she was like, okay, yeah, now we even. Bitch, no. But we would not be friends. But it's like, girl, I would never tell nobody that story. I would you just said this dude dated you for a day, saw this other girl and said, fuck you, bitch. No, I Good would choice. never tell uh-huh. nobody that. I would, that right. story was no. staying with me to the grave. And the fact that she was like, the thing that pretty much won Jill over was like, look, I'm a bitch. You know, I know it. You know what? The whole school knows it. That's not an excuse. It's not. No, it's not. No, no, that don't work at all. No, ma'am. And it's like, yes, y'all high schoolers, so for two seconds, we're going to let that slide. But don't start that. Please don't start that. Because then you're going to be like these girls on the Bad Girls Club. Yes, I'm on the Bad Girls Club binge right now. Sorry. That be talking about, <laughs> I've been this way. And they like 24, 26. No. Therapy. To be, to be acting like Healing. that. Y'all, y'all know why she went to the house was because she had a captive audience. If you go there where she's at and she can't leave, you can go explain your side of the case. And she know her friends, so she knows she's not going to put her out because she's talking to her in the first fucking place. So she can say whatever the fuck she wants and, oh, girl, going to sit there and take it. Yes, it got her ass killed. Yes, she fucking deserved it. But that's why she did it is because she knew she could power trip on that bitch and just lock her ass in. And, and the fact that she was going to raid this couple's bar and it's like no after she just said she would get in trouble not yours you're trying to fuck up the money 
Yes. You you kiss my man, you ruin our friendship, and you're trying to fuck up the money. You girl, we I'm already on punishment. What more do you want, girl? First of all, she should have been kicked up the house. She shouldn't no, it wouldn't have been ha ha, let's kiki. Get the fuck out. All right. You and this little sad ass story you should took to the fucking grave and the afterlife with you. Bye. A hot mess. So Tiffany leaves the house and as she's walking to the car, she hears footsteps and does what every person does in these kind of movies. Can't find the keys in the purse, then fumbles the keys when she does find them. And once she gets in the car and it finally starts, she backs down the driveway to find a tree blocking the gate that wasn't there before. Against her better judgment, she gets out of the car to move it and gets gapped. Because no. And relatable because so a lot of us are driving at this time and basically for me, I had a situation like this where it was a gate that I had to manually open. I wasn't rich, rich like that. No, it wasn't happening. But I will always think in this 27 seconds that I had to get out the car, go open the gate, hop back in the car. I hope nobody hops in my car. And I will always do like, y'all seen the TikTok videos, how girls get in their car and they be checking the back seat. That will always be me. But that's always so scary. I didn't want her to get out the car, but girl, she had to do what she had to do, but didn't help her two things here for me she dropped those keys and she and it makes it look like it, they freaking bounced all the way below her car she had to reach underneath there i'm like girl they did not belt roll okay wait car. they would have stopped okay this just happened to me today i was at work getting out the car somehow dropped the keys them bitches did kind of get because i said damn i wasn't expecting to reach this far but somehow it happened so but no no usually okay Usually I'm with that until it fucking happened to me. And then I was like, well, damn. <laughs> and then second thing that when she was trying to pick up that branch, it did not look that heavy. She was acting like it was Thor's hammer. Like, <laughs> like, like she was struggling. Like, she was trying and- to make sure none of the branches got into her ripped jeans. <laughs> Back in the house, the stranger bangs on the door and Jill thinks it's Tiffany playing around again and so she opens the door and no one is there. I just want to know why she opened the door. Why? Just too comfortable doing this stuff. Like, no. Absolutely not. Why? We ain't got shit to talk about, bitch. I ain't opening the door. I don't give a fuck. Knock all you want. Bye. Like, and that was heavy ass pounding. Nothing like a girl Tiffany right. size could do. She would have screamed if, she, if something was wrong. Yeah. And this is when we cue our fifth call. Bobby makes it through to talk to little Miss Jew, but the call is dropped before he can tell her if Cody called more than once. Cue sixth call after some life happens. This time, Jill looks at the caller ID and sees it's Tiffany. The whole time, it's actually the stranger. She thinks it's Cody at first, but it's not. One thing I do want to say, it's really random. I, after seeing this movie and the phone, the primary phone that she was using, I wanted that phone so bad. Yeah, it's cute. And I, and I saw it in Best Buy. I'm like, I'm buying this because it was actually like surprisingly cheap. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm buying this. Well, here I get home and find out that it's just like a, a pair phone. It's not, you got to get the main phone in order for this phone to work. God, yeah. like, God damn it, Coco, you are so <laughs> stupid. So after she gets off the phone, 
she is now freaked out. So now she gets the call and everybody on the list. She calls Scarlett, but she can barely hear her and the call drops. She calls her dad, but it goes to voicemail. She calls Mr. Mandrake, Mrs. Mandrakis, but it goes to voicemail. She then calls the restaurant, but they tell her that the couple has already left. She then calls the police to get a little peace of mind. And while she's on the phone, she sees that Rose's car is still out there, which gave her a false sense of relief that she's not alone. But after calling her name and not hearing response, she calls Rose's cell phone. It leads her to the utility closet, and she low-key thought, she was a goner when that door closed and there was like a hat and a coat set up like a person behind her but yeah no still no sign of rosa this movie does that a lot like earlier i said the house we talked about how beautiful the house is and i mentioned that once nighttime falls it's a completely different house because Mm -hmm. as i said this was early to that well okay the turn into the late early 2000s if that makes sense before we got into the tens but modern style that was that was the thing open windows all these vague statues and things so these statues you keep running into them and you're thinking that they're people and you're like waiting on like something to happen but the whole time the way they use this house with the laundry like john may say it like it reminded me of um invisible man too when Baby Sydney had that mannequin in her room. And it was just like the actual invisible man, but yeah. Yeah, like all these sequences. Um, I can understand how some people would say they're boring because it's just her walking around the house. I, I get it. But for me, it's the fact just how well these scenes are shot, lit, and scored. It mm. adds the tent to me, it added a good amount of tension for things that haven't even, aren't even happening. Like it's just it does such a good job building attention when you combine all those things. Yeah, it does a good job of foreshadowing because every time you look, there's statues in the back that you could think are people. Mm-hmm. So if it's not a statue, it's a mannequin. If it's not a mannequin, it's some other motherfucking thing that you think is him, but it ain't him. It ain't that nigga. It's something. Oh yeah, and that that cop with the dick talking about he wouldn't be calling you. Yes, the fuck he would, nigga. After all that searching. She makes it back to the living room and now we cue our seventh call. The stranger is now asking her, did you check on the kids? And here's my thing. How you been in that house this long and you ain't looking in the kids' room not once? And I, What's said, and I, get, it. You? I get it because I've babysat someone where they told me, they was like, we just put the kids to sleep, don't go up in there. Like, literally do not go in there. I was like, damn, like, I can't just go look at them because that would be my first instinct. Like, at some point, I'm just going to go upstairs and just, like, peek. Like, oh, okay, they good. Cool. Like, like is your chest still moving up and down? That's all we check to see. Yeah. You know, their parents didn't get no fuck about them. You see, that was the last thing they covered was their kids. So why the fuck was she? She had to oh, mention the children. Even, like, when she's, like, kind of trying to turn on the tv and she just turns it on the stereo system and just all blares Mm -hmm. um she even you know and this was like i think it was shortly before the security alarm i don't know that's but anyway she talks to mrs madrakis and she's like oh do you want me to go check on the kids and all that she's like oh no you know if they're awake and she had said how they were getting over a cold no sleep the whole night yeah so maybe i'm sure that's part of it too she didn't want to keep them up knowing they were sick and all that and they that's how night they'll probably not going to want to go back to bed right that's how it was with the kids i watch like she just and y'all know i play a lot y'all can imagine how i am with kids when kids see me they just like oh shit it's fucking playtime so 
Yeah, it was like, do not go upstairs. Just stay here. We got you good. Boom. I was like, oh, well, okay. Luckily, ain't no shit happening because that would have been scary. <laughs> Jill finally goes to check on the kids and they're fast asleep in bed, safe and sound. But as soon as she starts walking down them steps, cute a call. How are the children? This freaks her out. So she closes all the curtains and calls Officer Burroughs back. He basically calms her down by letting her know that as long as the house is locked up and the alarm is on, she's good. He then offers to trace the call the next time the killer calls. Just got to keep him on the phone for 60 seconds. I just, that's I love the score in this scene. I do too. But, no, 60 seconds, that's an extreme sport. And I don't, mm-mm. That is... I don't know. I can talk for six seconds. So I don't know. After some more life happens, the ninth call happens. She tries to keep him on the phone for 60 seconds, but she fails. At this point, this is when she sees a light cut on in the guest house and calls over there, but Todd isn't there and she leaves a message. But this isn't good enough. So she takes the phone, a candlestick, a flashlight, and the key to the house and runs the path to the guest house. But no one is there when she arrives. Mm-mm. She bold, cause I, yep. I ain't never that brave. I say final girl, and I mean that with everything in my heart. But I'm no, I'm not. Right, you know someone's out there watching you, and you see a shadow in that house way over yonder, and you're gonna go over there. No, because if that really was the brother, and he really wanted to come in the house, he would come. You right. can wait. After she looks around the guest house, this is when the 10th call comes through. The stranger calls the guest house phone and she answers once the voicemail cuts on and thinking that, you know, she's doing something. She tries to keep him on the phone for more than a minute. But the whole time he called the wrong wrong phone line. And from the guest house, she sees the light cut on in Rose's room and makes a mad dash back to the house, dropping the flashlight in the process. I do love both the scenes, though, where she's running to and from the house. like. Again, tension-filled, like, suspense-filled. Like, it's so well done. Like, the score and just, she's, like, even the camera is pretty frantically running with her. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's a nice little payoff because we know that she is a runner. She's a track star, so. Right. I do still, I think, I wish that would have come into play a little bit more than just that scene, though. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something, like, Maybe if he was chasing her and she really just had to focus on the keyhole, like the uh, coach said at the beginning, focus on the object and run like hell, whatever she said. But, hmm. Yeah, I just got one small, minute question. How he get the alternate line to Todd Bachelor pad at his folks' house? Like, how how he get that line? You said what? How he get? Because if he was, he in, the was in the house, he was in the guest house. But how? Oh no, he, he had already number? gone to the main house and saw the number on the wall. Okay, I'm guessing he called it then. But also, most times it on back then your number would already be on the phone. On so the phone. whatever phone that he was using to call, he could have been in the guest house and called his cell phone or whatever number he was using from the guest house. Some lane, some yeah, some landlines have phone books in the phone too. I got yeah, you. that's true. Yeah. 
Jill makes it back to the house and out of breath trying to climb the steps. And this is when she gets her 11th phone call. She tells this killer, stranger, whatever you want to call him, that Dr. Mandrakis and his wife will be home soon as she makes her way to Rose's room. She's letting him know that they will take her home or the police will take her home. Either way, she getting the fuck up out of there. She finally asks him, what does he want from her? And he says, her blood all over him. No. No. Now, this is the thing. I, and I know we don't like to do this when we do remakes, when we do original, y'all know, but I heard them say this in the original and baby, what the fuck? No, your blood all over me. Oh, no. Blood <laughs> all over me. Blood? Johnny, shut funny. the fuck up because that's what BJ said. No, I swear <laughs> to God, BJ did the same exact thing when he said that he started singing the Monica version. I was just like, <laughs> Wow, not me turning you out and you being as sick and demented as me. But no, because... Go ahead, Coco. I was going to say, I got to say, though, there are moments throughout this movie where Camilla LaBelle's acting is hit or miss. Like, some points it's pretty cringe. Um, But oftentimes, like, hear her reaction to saying, your blood all over me, that was good. That felt real. I just... That's scary. I don't ever want to hear nobody say that to me because that literally means that you plan on showering in my fucking blood. Blood. Do, do, do. All over me. I thought I was about that life until I thought about it in theory. I see red. Red. (laughs) Disgusted. Jill goes into the bathroom to see a rose is in there. The shower is running and empty, so she turns it off. Cue the 12th call. It's the police calling her to tell her that the stranger's in the house. And then, boom, power goes out. I didn't like you sick. Um, And yes, because that's my man. I'm stick beside him. BJ did a way better job than the man in this movie delivering that twist. I was a little upset about it. John Saxon. (laughs) Was it John? Yeah, John Saxon. Oh wait, let me not spoil shit. Never mind. Forget I said no, it. It was the doofy. It was the dumbass guy sitting at the desk. Yes, but we they the, don't the know what we're talking about because I don't know if John, John may might have seen the movie. I don't know if she's seen it or not, but I don't want to ruin it. But maybe. But yeah, that movie. Y'all know what me and Coco talking about. That movie did it better too. This one, I just, I did like. I did like Camilla's. I keep wanting to call that girl everything under the sun, but her name. I did like her reaction to this though. Cause she was just like, and you can just see everything coming together in her face. Like bitch in the house, I'm in the house. What you mean? And And then then, just the cue for all the lights going out. Perfect. This, all of it was too much for me, especially sitting in that movie theater. It was way too much. And then if shit couldn't get any worse, we get a 13th phone call whole time it's not the house phone it's a cell phone but guess whose cell phone it is tiffany's but because the lights are off when she turns around the phone illuminates tiffany's lifeless body okay i'm i just want to ask y'all want to see that body when y'all walk in i would have i think i would have seen that too i definitely would have seen that but and i get it like sometimes you don't look directly on the floor in familiar places but that's a whole body Right. 
this place it's not like it was under some towels or something if anything you would have seen the feet yeah i'm like because you was in that bathroom for a minute not at one second did you twirl like no okay seeing tiffany like that freaks jill out and she slowly makes her way down the steps from rosa's room she actually really contemplated real real hard just getting the fuck out of there and leaving them kids but ultimately she decides to go get them but when she goes in the room the kids aren't in their bed they're hiding in a toy chest in the closet as they go to escape the room jill just happens to look up and sees the stranger watching from the rafters she goes back into the closet and wraps the lamp cord around the coat rack and door handle to keep him out long enough for them to get out the window into the atrium i'm just happy these kids was cooperating sometimes (laughs) we don't get lucky like this me too they were smart too yeah this whole scene of her finding them way too much i would have had a heart attack walking in that room uncovering them covers ain't no kids there my first heart attack second heart attack the toy box and just that i don't know if i would have thought that quick on my feet i can't i'm tongue-tied but i just that's too much that was so much for me she did the damn thing with that lamp cord. She around. did. That's because I, like, wouldn't girl, have th- I wouldn't have thought of that. Because I'm like, it's like, I'm debating how much of a final girl I'm trying to give you right now, Jill. But you doing a damn thing because I don't know if I would have thought of that. I don't know if I would have thought the house being able to open like that so they can get into the atrium. Like, girl, you doing it. They're standing in the atrium as they watch all the lights cut on room by room, thinking it's the stranger, but it's really the cat. And when she turns around, he's standing right behind them on the opposite side of the glass. But quick-thinking Jill quickly turns on the mist machine, hides the kids in one spot, and then gets in the water under the bridge. In the water, Jill finds Rosa and freaks out. But she stops herself from, like, truly freaking out and eventually motions for the kids to escape the atrium. But unfortunately, they get seen before they can make it out. But, you know being the nice man that he is not really he lets the kids go and goes after jill she flips his ass in the water and tries to escape but he grabs her ass by the hair right when she makes it to the door she shuts the door and locks it but her hair is still in the door but you know like a bad bitch sucks it up and gets her hair ripped out no that sounded like it hurts like <laughs> it did hell. like that came from the scalp like you know, sometimes when your hair gets pulled from the scalp, you see the little white follicle. Yep. I know them pieces have follicle in it. Like, baby, them might not come back. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Even though they showed the jump scare of him at the glass in the trailer, that shit still got me. It still got me. Because, well, in the trailer I watched, it went so quick anyway that low-key it was giving me Freddy vibes the way they had this dude in the shadows. And I loved it. I definitely was feeling the whole koi pond thing, underwater deal, seeing Rosa's body, even though we didn't see what happened. But um, it also made me think of Friday the 13th, 2009, that whole situation. And um, I also did really like the shot where we just see a silhouette against the window and he's like just walking across it. And he's like sliding his finger across the the wall. uh, wall. Mm -hmm. I love that. I like that too. 
she runs to unlock the front door, but the kids went to go hide. So now she got to go find ass again. But in the middle of looking for them, she sees that the birds are no longer in the atrium, signifying the stranger then broke out. And, you know, there's even footprints to prove it. Like, okay, I'm just time out real quick because I felt so bad for them damn kids because they were doing everything they needed to do, but they just weren't tall enough to reach the top <laughs> lock. And they were, they were jumping for their dear lives. They were. Trying to get to that top lock. And I felt so bad. They were so scared. I'm the little brother needed to so. grab the, the sister and put him on her, put her on his shoulders. That's what he needed to do. Okay. I was just like, y'all got to do y'all best feeling real regret work. Okay. <laughs> y'all know what? On the bright side, at least the cat got a snack. Oh, look, here's the thing. Praise them for not killing the cat. That too. But I, I just, once again... I don't know how quick I would have put that. Okay, now some stuff I was quick to catch. I don't know if I had a seen birds outside the atrium that I would have been like, oh shit, the door is open. I think that would have took me a little second. I probably would have had to see the door or something. I don't know. Because I probably would have thought like, oh, from when the kids got out the atrium, of course that part is open. I don't know. Oh, they went out the door. Never mind, never mind. I don't know. It would have took me a second. Alan. I will say I was sad about the bird dying though because they were cute little birdies. It was like I, I feel like somebody on this team was a little sad that Sylvester never got Tweety and they was just like, this is my moment. That's exactly what I thought about and I was like, damn, I see you and what you did there and so I can say nothing. Obviously it's symbolic too of the situation. Very much so. Jill finds the kids and gets them out the door, but the stranger was waiting right there and yeeted her ass back in the house and closed the door. Now, we have this whole tussle situation on the stairs until they both fall off. I'm just glad them kids were smart enough to keep fucking running. Don't turn around and try to help this goddamn babysitter. You run, little children. You know that little thing or I'll take you away or whatever that bitch said. Mm-hmm. Hocus pocus. That's exactly that line. I'm just bullshitting y'all. Oh, That's wow. exactly what she said. Come little children. Ah, focus. Anyways, I'm glad they kept going. So um, this fight scene, can we just say that this took a week for them to shoot? For real? I believe, I believe that, it. That, that was a lot. It took a week for them to shoot. And not only that, Camilla got fucked up a lot during this movie. I heard. In real life. She, she actually she liked it though. She like getting her head, her head slammed into the glass window. I was wondering why she refused to use a, slut, a stunt double until they made her. I was like, why she the fuck are you like? She got her head slammed into the window during that fight scene on the steps. For real. Yeah, no, she said she, yeah, she liked doing the stunt. She liked the physical stuff. I mean, oh, shit, God. after she trained, she apparently trained for like three months, like yeah. heavy weight training for this role. So, I mean, shoot, you better be able to flex after all of that. I'm... I'm assuming, I don't know, but I would assume that the glass was the stunt glass, though. So, yeah. I guess. I would assume. I would hope they ain't had this girl, like, banging. This ain't jackass. I don't know, but she did. She was told to hit Tommy, which is the stranger, during the atrium scene, but she missed them and accidentally punched the bridge, and she cut her knuckle and scarred her hand. It's okay, war wounds. Right. It's a little crazy. I do think Tommy Flanagan was perfect for this because um, the other thing I remember him on was the show Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And he was really good in that too. 
after they fall off the steps, he then chases her to the living room, strangles her in the living room. She grabs a tequila bottle, but instead of just smashing him over the head with it like a normal person, she throws it at the fireplace. And then she tries to reach for the fire poker, but she couldn't reach it and can only reach the remote for the fireplace, turning it on and lighting his ass on fire. She then stabs his hand with the poker and then escapes the house into the arms of the police. This whole thing, and like I said, like, if you know, you know, as far as the original goes, but I, I don't know, something about her running into the police's arms just did not do it for me. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It just didn't, I don't know. She was still fully traumatized, though, so it wasn't, like, a safety thing. She was, like, beating the crap out of him, like, because she was free. and it's like, I get that, but for some reason, it just, I don't know what it was. Something about it, hmm, I don't know what it was. I really could not tell you. It was something about it that I just wasn't 100% satisfied. I don't know. Okay, I really liked it, because it, it really showed how they treated her the entire goddamn movie. They just like ignored the fuck out of her and didn't do shit for her. Like she's sitting there freaking out. They're like, calm down. And then we haven't talked about it yet, so I'll wait. But they just kind of didn't do nothing for her. She all panicky and shit. And they're like, just a regular ass day. Like y'all didn't just have a whole fucking kid murder at the beginning of this movie and you know what the fuck's happening or something's wrong. I mean, this was 120 something miles away. Though. Yeah, about this a different counties, to be fair. Different counties. Well, I don't know if it's a different, different county, but it was a hundred. Yeah, I'm like it's so far <laughs> Um, I did like again. I did really enjoy the whole fight scene. It's obviously Jill's not. She's far from one of the best final girls, right? But she did. She was doing what needed to be done in she that did. situation. She did have what was at her disposal. So she she earned some flowers for that. Yeah. You know. No, definitely. I, I, like I said, I cannot tell you what it is about her running into that policeman that I was just like, eh. but no, everything else, I was fine. She was whooping ass. It was a precursor for the best, Jill. That's Girl, what this was. <laughs> it was. This movie was a precursor for the best, Jill. And that's why I stand, Jill. This right here was getting me ready for her. Yep. <sighs> Officer Burroughs explains that this man was given hella tranquilizers and he was about to be locked up for good. But Jill is like, you know, that's not enough. We see that the kids are safe. We also see that the kids are safe and in the arms of the parents. And then we get a shot of the stranger's face. I did not like this. You know what? That's a motherfucking line. This is what I was talking about earlier that I was hinting at. That's how they didn't give no fuck about her the entire movie. And then they showed it here because I don't know what the fuck they gave him but as a bitch who was just put under today i can tell you you give a motherfucker something similar to anesthesia ain't no willpower gonna fight that shit y'all i don't remember going to sleep i just thought woke the fuck up and was like what happened so no if this motherfucker had the sheer determination and willpower they gave his ass some tylenol 800 milligram mm-hmm. and said yeah. the voice tranquilizer and then didn't do nothing then like oh let's move you to the other side let's put you in the cop car just stand here and let him stare at you. Stay your ass right. down and give you some Yeah, more time. he was full on looking at her like he won. He was he was full on prepared to rip that girl's head off. Right, literally. And I get that the slow-mo was because in that moment, that's what it felt like. But it was, I think it was because we kept him in the shadow too long 
that when I seen them, it was almost like Gerald's game, slight spoiler for that, not for real, but it was almost like Jared's ga- Gerald's game when she sees that thing and she's like, oh, you're not that big. That's how I felt when I seen them. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, like, it just- still- all I'm saying is like if it had to just went just a little bit faster, I understand in that moment it literally when they locked the eyes, it felt like everything just stood still and that's what it was. But for some reason that did not capture that for me. That just went too long and I was just like, okay, wrap it up. I get that. Yeah. I I I liked it, but I totally hundred percent get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like um, but also let's I feel like we needed something. I don't think okay, so we didn't need it. That would have been too cheesy, but I pray to God the Mandracuses paid Jill a shit ton of freaking money after that night. She got your kids alive, she out alive, she nearly got killed in the process. This is Cody, this is where your argument for just get unlimited data comes in. Okay. <laughs> My phone bills should be paid for life. Okay, like I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it College. Ever again. Her wedding. Her wedding. Her child. So if she chooses to have children or if she decides to want them, whether it's the pay. hospital bill or the adoption bill or whatever she route she chooses to go, that motherfucker should be paid. They college should be paid. She should be set for three generations' lives because okay, she saved two of, of your children. Jill wakes up in a hospital room by the sound of a balloon popping and sees that she's all alone. She tries to call the nurse's station multiple times, but no one answers. She goes out into the hall and doesn't see anyone, and then boom, another motherfucking phone call. So she goes back into her room and stares at the phone until it stops ringing. When she closes the door, she sees the strangest reflection in the mirror and wakes up screaming, he's in the house, he's in the house, signifying that the whole hospital scene is a dream. And that's the end of the movie. Can I get on your nerves? Please. Freddie? No. Yes, again. Carrie? Yes, it was giving Carrie. It was giving Sue Snell. It was giving. It was. That's all I'm going to say. I'm done. I mean, one could also argue Friday the 13th. Yep, it was giving a Friday the 13th, too. Yep. It was giving prom night. Even though Prom Night came out later, but yeah. But um, they at least did the empty hospital trope right here because of the fact that it was a dream. Mm-hmm. And then when she wakes up, you see it's actually is- a regularly functioning hospital. Mm-hmm. Whereas all these other ones, these people are awake and this hospital's empty as hell. Right. And it's never like that. Ratings. All right. So. This movie got a 5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 81% of Google users like this movie. I am going to have to say, after today, after talking to you guys, y'all helped this movie. And I'm not saying that it was super low. It was just when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, this is a cool little revisit from the past. But it was just, I was like, damn, it's kind of dated. Like, this kind of, it's not ruining it for me because I'm liking it, but I thought I wanted more. But after talking to y'all today, it was just like, oh, damn, you know what? This ain't 
as bad as I thought it was. So I am going to bump it up 10 points. And when we do tops and bottoms, my list is going to be so fucked. But it's okay. I'm giving it 70 tickets. This movie is nostalgic for me. And I love it. And also, it really paves the way for one of my favorite characters to really make her, you know, her debut. And we finally get to see her shine. I don't care if you shake your head at me. Both of y'all can look down at me. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And so, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, just Roberts, just so y'all know, I'm talking about Jill Roberts. Of course I am. Of course What's I'm your talking score? about the best Jill. Oh, shit. I'm going to go ahead and give this film 70 tickets. Take the tickets, please. Jill Roberts, I love you. You should have killed Sydney. Okay. Girl, bye. Next. She should have died. There's not that much blood in the body. Go ahead, Coco. So, I agree. This movie is super nostalgic. Um, I think it is actually a perfectly executed suspense movie. Um, obviously it's it is more marketed for teens and it 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 nailed it and on that front um on paper if you were to read a full summary of this movie yeah it would sound kind of boring um it's like no shade against the summary jenna but like as you read as you were reading it it's like okay wow phone call number five phone call call number six you know it sounds like on paper but when you watch it as a whole, it's so well done in how it's shot, scored, and directed, just everything, like, you know, the, the production design. So I still think it, it, today, today, even though some things are dated, it is a very effective and suspenseful movie. Um, so I'm going to give it 80 tickets. Cody, I absolutely agree, but I didn't want to say all that because I knew you were going to say it way better than I could, but I 100% agree. I give this movie 70 tickets. Um, Ashley, why is your face look like that? Because it's the first time we all scored the same thing. Besides Cody, <laughs> Coco's the guest, but I haven't seen us do this before. I'm just impressed. It was a decent movie. Um, My sentiment still stands. I want to see the original. And mostly because I just, I don't know. Something about the fact that the original is literally... Okay, not the original, but this remake took the first 20 minutes of the original and just made it into a full-length movie. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see the original because I feel like it was long and drawn out, even though I do like the movie, but I just I just wanted a little bit more. I um, can agree with that. So, yeah. Like, maybe I if we got to know Jill a little bit more, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel you. I will say, that's one thing I forgot to mention in mind is that that's one of the reasons I do like it is because it took the concept of the original and made it a full movie. Yeah. I do like it. I just, I understand what John May means. I may, I don't know. Maybe we would feel a little bit different about Jill if we just, just a little bit, five minutes, just give me five minutes and then you can spend the rest of it with the stranger. Yeah. I agree with that too. Yeah. Are you guys ready to wrap this thing on up inside the souvenir 